Hey, what's up, everybody? Look, you and I both know that restrictive dieting, copious amounts of high-intensity exercise, and living like a social leper is no longer an acceptable approach to achieving and maintaining the body and health that you want for yourself and your family. We know this because we've been there. The good news is that we're here to show you that there's another way. The problem with how the fitness and health industry addresses obesity, or being overweight, or feeling like garbage is that all the experts tell you it's a food and exercise thing, when in reality, it's a mindset and prioritization thing. We spent nearly two decades in the trenches, learning, coaching, and perfecting real-world solutions to a real-world problem. Join us as we help connect people just like you with the information they need to live their best life possible. My name is Brian Sweeney. My wife, Jenny, and I will be your coaches on this journey. Welcome to the Amplify Network. Cha-cha-cha. <laughs> That is absolutely not what I thought you were going to say. I didn't know what I was going to say. You've kept me on my toes for 20 years, though, so. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So we're going to run through today. Um, We're thinking for uh, just a title, Why Diets Fail. Mm -hmm. And we've done podcasts before that dieting is for dummies. Um, There's a reason the first three letters is die. You know, nobody (laughs) nobody likes dieting, the idea of a diet. And then when you start talking about... um, people that have eating disorders, the last thing they want is restrictive dieting Mm -hmm. controls in their life. So that doesn't work either. So we try to stay away from the idea that you're doing a diet because a diet always implies it's short term. Right. And diets, I don't think anyone puts a lot of stock in diets anymore because humans have been dieting hardcore for the last 40 years. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and it's just a word. It's a, it's like a like a tick bite. It just keeps showing up. Diet, a new diet, a new diet, and everyone. The reason there's so much space and traction for it in the industry is that because people haven't figured out enough about the last diet to see any progress, which is why they're still looking at something else. Right. And if we dig into why doesn't it work, and that's we created Shapeshift, and then we modeled and molded that into Fit Human Project. The whole thing was based on feedback and experience with clients. Correct. And that was based on observations. Not from, like, uh, we had great information from clients. Because clients, most of the time, people, we don't understand how to articulate what we don't know. Right. So, just in observation, people come in like, oh, well, I'm on this diet. I'm trying this diet. And then just as soon as they started, they're they're back off of it. Mm -hmm. And just through interactions, you can kind of tell, well, yeah, no wonder it didn't work because ABC... And when we first started this professionally, it was like, oh, yeah, it's because of ABC. And now what we see is and D-E-F-G-H-I-J-K, you know, and now there's, oh, there's another dozen things. <laughs> yeah, now they're adding letters to the alphabet. <laughs> That's right. Well, we got A-A-B-B. We're, right. we're into binary now. Right. Um, so now growing up, you didn't, you didn't do diets, right? No. I mean, you hit a patch in your teenage years where you gained a bunch of weight, mm-hmm. um, but you quickly got rid of it. Yep. It was just a, like you kind of rebalanced yourself exactly so I went on a prescription that jacked me up with 25 extra pounds which as a teenager I mean your hormones and craziness is already there but in and mean girls but it's also how I physically felt and then all I did was just kind of I've said this forever my parents were so amazing and supportive about it that they enrolled me in an exercise program and I just started to get my nutrition back and then that that weight was off almost as quick as it came mm-hmm. in because again I was a teenager nothing like those big rapid weight gains in teenage years to 
provide the stretch marks to last a lifetime. Do you believe it? <laughs> it's the craziest. It's, guys get them too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what it's I'll about. Still, I'll still have mine. That's right. Um, I think I'm a little bit loud here. Now, when... Uh, so we've talked about this on a couple other podcasts. I always like reviewing it because it's a gut check with where we have come. And I always like to use this as context. Right. So in the 80s, it was all about calories. Mm-hmm. You had Richard Simmons. You had the workout tapes. And then you had companies trying to fill the vacuum of the diet mindset by saying, oh, you want to cut calories? I'm not even sure who the first one to suggest just cutting calories. Probably medical somewhere. Mm-hmm. But... um the food industry started filling that vacuum that was created by the, the marketing opportunity by providing shit like the half calorie Tic Tac and still Pepsi me. one right. and diet Coke. And I mean, so they started looking for alternatives to reduce calories. Right. And I remember my mom, if you want to lean out, mm-hmm. you want to lean out, you cut calories and mom would start buying these diet things, right? Yeah. You start seeing these things in the house. <laughs> And I didn't know squat about squatting, right? So in high school, I gained weight, not realizing I ate like the rest of the family. Why is weight doing this? To, why is food doing this to me? And it's not doing it to everybody else, mm-hmm. right? Then you start looking at the individual bodies and that food, it the body responds differently to foods person to person. Yes. So, And of course, I didn't understand that for years and years and years and years. But then we get into the 90s. And it was right around the time I got out of the military and I was worried about my weight. And I said, oh, I got to start going on a diet. I've mm-hmm. got to do something because I was bringing that knowledge from the 80s. I got to start dieting and limiting the food that I eat. Um, and at the time I was doing this, I'd lost all my weight and cleaned up all my diet. And then I see these fools with their plates of eggs, steak, and bacon for breakfast. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell are you doing, dude? Yep. And this is back when they said fat gave you heart disease. Yeah. So, I mean, my family's got heart disease. So this was a major red flag. I was like, dude, you're going to die. Yeah. You know, that's like the first time I heard somebody non-Catholic suggested that like Christianity exists outside of Catholicism. I was like, you're going to hell, (laughs) you know, because you don't know what you don't know. And I was talking to the guy. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, Oh dude, this is a new Atkins diet. This is amazing. Look Mm -hmm. at, look at all the crap I can eat. I was like, you're you're calling that diet. You're nuts. So we saw that for the first time that carbohydrates are vilified and it was like, you can't have a bite of a carb. Yes. And that went on for about four or five years. And then it turned out, oh my God, fat kills people. They're going to drop dead from coronary disease. And everyone doing Atkins ran away from fat. It was so bizarre. Do you remember they had everything <laughs> fat-free under the sun? Yes. And anything that they removed the fat from had a weird, it was either gray or purple looking. They didn't have it right. Like everything was so off or like the fat-free cheese that never melted. You remember Alestra? So oh, the, I the forgot about Alestra. potato chips, they started cooking things. Oh man, that gave me the... I forgot to give everybody the runny dunnies. But well, the funny thing is that the fat was still there. They just chemically cha- altered it so that your body couldn't absorb it. Yeah. I mean, hey, welcome biochemistry. You know, this. let's just turn science on its head and do bad things to humans. So we left the Atkins carbs are bad we ran kind of back to carbs because now fat is bad so carbs weren't as evil as fat fat was now really torn up they're like Mm -hmm. stay away from fat at all costs well idiots that came out of the 80s like me i'm not eating calories yep so i'm cutting my calorie threshold down then we start molding into the atkins carbs so carbs are bad so you take a little piece of that buffet then we move into the next one oh wait fat is bad shit Mm -hmm. okay so now i'm cutting out 
calories, carbs, and fat. Exactly. Welcome to the 2000s now, right? We're back into the early yeah. 2000s. And what you've got is a whole bunch of 30-something and older-year-olds eating chicken and lettuce. Yep. Or chicken and broccoli. Yep. And I think that's where the chicken and gourmet chef was born, right? Just all the different ways you can boil, grill, foreman. You were an excellent chicken I was the master. I was the man. Um, I was the man. Well, we find out a decade later that, oh, well, now you're malnourished. Um, you haven't eaten fat in forever, so now your sex drive is in the toilet. You know, your brain functions down, your heart functions down. You're missing all these key nutrients that are in normal food because you nailed it. Now we're leaning on processed, yes. fat-free this, diet this. And now yes. we have this major surge and influx of artificial foods in bags, boxes, and cans. Yep. And there's this just period where people just got obese overnight. Mm -hmm. I mean, and everyone's like, oh, you know, what's, what are the trends? It's in the farming and, you know, there's not enough nutrients in the ground anymore. You wish people were eating that much broccoli. I mean, that's not where it went. Right. Um, so this big long winded diatribe, this is us giving the context that laid the groundwork for fit human and right. for shapeshift. So funny thing about me, I never buy in hundred percent to anything. I never have. I've always been standing on a bubble, you know, because you don't want to find out that you're so far down the road into a discipline or a doctrine or a belief that when it gets disproven, yes. you're a, you're a dumbass standing mm -hmm. there with your hat in your hand and you've got nowhere to go because you've built an entire empire on faulty science and right. bad data. So I play the middle and there's always got to be, people are happy with a piece of research. I always want four, five, six. I want a whole bunch of research before I'll be like, all right, now that suggests that this is okay. Let's go ahead and start walking in that direction, but still don't run. Yeah, and two, you've got to get, you need to use different sources for your information. Mm -hmm. I mean, we are huge believers in Charles Poliquin and a ton of what he said um, while he was living. I think he changed the face of fitness and nutrition in many ways, but yeah. I didn't agree with everything he said. So therefore, if he said something and you were like, oh, yep, I'm on board with that, I wouldn't just keep going to Poliquin because you were on board with it. I'm like, I'm going to look up some other thing too. It's kind of like not even getting into politics, but the political thing. If you're one party, you watch one news channel. If you're the other, you watch the others. But but mix it up and, and yeah. get some real education. It's the funny thing about humans is that we feel like we need to belong to a camp. And it's only like your, yeah. you know, your, your Bedouins or your vagabonds, your, your, your science wanderers, the people that don't really believe in any one discipline over another mm -hmm. that has an open mind that, you know, um, I don't believe science holds all the answers. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that just tradition and culture and just humanity holds all the answers. I think that just like you said, there's a blend and there is, and then you're going to come to this weird thing called common sense, mm -hmm. which most people don't have anymore. And yeah. they believe whatever they read, see, listen to a podcast this one, this one included. Um, but going back to Poliquin, as much as I love that dude for opening my eyes to the possibility that that, that shit was so ununiformed. Yeah. He was, he was lit up for being wrong in a lot of things. Absolutely. And some of it was so cutting edge that people are like, you don't have enough science to back that. Mm -hmm. And the dude's like, well, I can show. I always go back to look how long it took for the cigarette company to finally get through to say it causes cancer. Oh my gosh. So for 50 years, you had people going, well, they haven't proven that it causes cancer. I like Great. all the old ads of 
the cigarettes that tell women to smoke when they're pregnant because it's good for the baby. <laughs> That's brilliant. Do you remember that was? Do you remember that was everywhere? It was like cool. It was like cool cigarettes. It's like do it for the baby. You know what? I'm going to spend some time today. I'm going to do a podcast on all the things that they've debunked with like women specifically. I think it's fantastic. I love it. That's a whole different podcast. It is. All right. So so here we are now. Um, We've got all this misinformation and the not shockingly, the majority of our clients are within 10 years of our age. Mm -hmm. You're younger than me. So you're looking 10 years younger than you. around 30, 32, 10 years older than me is 100 almost retirement (laughs) (laughs) coming up on the golden age you're getting discounts at ihop okay so let's put that way so if you're far enough along so our age spread and who we're kind of um drawing in they've seen all this and And the fun thing is we have outliers so we've had down to you know kids in the single digits so we're around a lot of a lot of fun people absolutely you know we've senior citizens and you know prepubescence you know in, in our world but um so here we are now, and the more now, instead of pitching happy, happy, healthy lifestyle, you've got, I saw this dude on a, on a Facebook ad the other day, because I'm a, I love capturing all this marketing, because I, I just want to see people say about themselves and about their programs. Yep. It is the craziest shit you've ever seen. And there's this one dude, I'm telling you, he's 280 pounds, and if he's got 2% body fat, I'd be surprised. And he's talking on how his nutrition program can help you look just like him. Except he left out the steroids. Yeah. And he left out, you know, all the, the nicotine patches and the obsessive gym hours. I mean, they don't talk about that shit anymore. No. It was Richard Simmons with his weird hair and his funny shorts yep. just saying, hey, ladies, let's get moving. God, you know how much I loved him. And now it's, oh. and now it's freaking, freaking, <laughs> I don't know what you call these guys, cartoon characters. But representing regular society on how to get healthy. But I think it's another one of those things they're also tying into. It's a thing that's like, ladies, I can help you too, and you can eat whatever you want. So it's based on a lie. And the interesting thing, I think, if you don't have um, a history like we do with fitness, and especially you, y'all, if you're using steroids, I promise you, Brian and I know, there are certain (laughs) features about your body that give it away. But they're standing up there. And your stomach looks like a pumpkin. Right. It's a, you said it, it's a, it's a ripped dude and he's telling, you know, if there's a hopeful woman listening, it's like, hey, ladies, I can help you get in shape and you can eat what you want. If you are if you are so overwhelmed with all the knowledge out there, what if you believe this person? It's not the truth. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Um, are you going to listen to a financial guy that's okay or someone that's stupid rich? You're going to go for the extreme. Of course. Show me someone that's so far beyond what I think is possible that mm-hmm. I'll believe him because he's out there. You don't know that he embezzled. You don't know that he's got family money. You don't know that there's right. a trust that makes up for him. I mean, you just don't know what the far reaching ends, those upper outliers. So when you see someone that's never even been overweight telling you how to be healthy, they're right. genetically different from you, right? Yes, so they're of apart. Um, we're getting into a whole other conversation. I would love to make this one a whole different show. But now... After 2010-ish, I think when some of the dust settled and we found out, oh, hey, fat's not bad. Oh, shit, carbs are good for you too. Oh, yeah, you should have a high-protein diet. Now people are just, it's like that first time you get punched in the face and your head's ringing for hours and hours and hours. Well, our bell, figuratively speaking, is still ringing from what the hell do I do? Yeah. 
you know, they reinvented Atkins by turning it into paleo. Then they reinvented that and turned it into primal. And now it's carnivore. And it just keeps going down the line of an all meat diet. Right. Right. Um, we've talked about eat right for your blood type, yep. you know, which was pretty brilliant. The first book I read on that ever suggested that your genetic predisposition was programmed into you. Mm-hmm. We all kind of like would like to believe that there's a fat gene and that there's a skinny gene and that it's not our fault. I mean, we yep. all want to believe that, oh, the only thing keeping me from the body I want is my genetics and there's nothing I can do about it. Well, the, the eat right for your type diet book was suggesting, oh, a types, you should avoid these foods and oh, you should avoid these foods and ABs, you should eat a lot of this and not a lot of that. It turned out most of that was hokey as well because the sampling size was too small. It was a dad and son doctor duo and like 40 years of research, but the society or the community poo-pooed a lot of it because there just wasn't enough mm-hmm. traction. So here we are and this is where we started finding the cracks for shapeshift. Yeah. And when you've got people out there saying, eat whatever you want. Yes, just not right now. Yeah. You know, if you want, I know I can go out and eat pizza right now and I'm not going to gain weight from it. I can go out and I can have. I absolutely would. I, <laughs> well, you can't eat the whole pizza, Jen. Um, Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, okay. If I eat the whole pizza, I'm going to show up. But the, um, we sell the teasers on the front end. We, we, we show what it's like across the finish line. Mm-hmm. I eat what I want. I do what I want. I don't ever have to diet again. Great. They leave out the fact that there's a psychological process to getting you to adapt to the new lifestyle. Correct. They leave out that you might have some of those genetic predispositions. That there's foods you might not be able to eat because of your genetics. Um, and then they get into the fact that you've got to actually rebuild and restructure your metabolism. Yep. Then you can eat whatever you want. And you can do whatever you want. But Yep. No, and I was just going to say, um, I think what makes us um, unique in this area is that we didn't just do something like let's gain weight and figure out how we can lose it. You know, Yeah. what we have done is we have tested everything ourselves and our genetic makeup is completely different between you and I. Yeah. What makes you gain weight and me gain weight. We're on opposite sides of the world, but we did do a blood test and we did take out all the foods that showed up as red, which if you've ever done it, you know what it means. If you don't, it means those are your bad foods that are going to show the most reaction. Jen, Jen's talking about the mediator release test. Yes. By the way. So we have done it. We gave up foods that we love. Um, y'all, Brian and I did an experiment and we gave up coffee, which is like our crack. I'll never give it up again. <laughs> but we gave up because we wanted we wanted to be able to share intelligently and honestly about why when we pulled shapeshift together, why we know it's going to work. Yeah. And it's because like I said, we are two different people. Our ages are different, our life experiences are different. It's like, wait a minute. If we can find some commonalities among foods and pairing and portions and everything else, we could be onto something. Yep. Uh, everything about us growing up was different. Yep. Yep. And how we, how we lose weight was different. How we gain weight is different. Exactly. And but our- we've, I think the coolest thing is that we have lived without and we have introduced our favorite things. Yep. And some of those, they were introduced once. And then we were like, oh man, this is so not worth it. Yep. And some things it's like, you know what? I might get a headache from this, but I love it so much. It is worth it today. Yep. But we were able to figure out there are common foods across us and then all of our test groups that people were showing good results with toning 
And that was also showing even more importantly, good results with things like, I don't have a headache anymore. Yep. I'm sleeping better. So it's not always about, I think a lot of people think us gym owners, we're walking around going, all y'all need to have a six pack and look amazing. It's not that. It's you come in and you're ready for your workout mentally and you're focused all day and you've got energy for your kids. You don't have headaches. You don't have eczema. That was one of mine that I was able to get rid of. It's all of these cool things that if you're just willing to quote unquote sacrifice by giving some things up, what if some problem you've had your entire life is gone because of some dumb food yep. that you actually are not going to miss? That's we got into. Um, Paul could introduce us to the mediated release test. Oh, um, it's one of my favorite things ever. So when you when you look at the background and the, the the journey that it took for us to get to where we have this this program now, and it was all the influences, it was our personal experiences, even right up till about a year before we started building Shapeshift and putting it together, we were working with a biochemist. And we were really getting into the things that can manipulate calorie gain and calorie loss. I mean, we got into the weeds yes. with some of the best in the business. Yes. And from all those pieces, we were able to assemble your middle of the road, life sustainable program. Correct. It doesn't lean you so far to the left or so far to the right that you're cutting out carbs for life. There's the big promise. When you see some of these people and they're talking, oh, you can eat with all the favorite foods. Look at that with a, through a little bit of a colored lens to yep. know that the journey that's being advertised there is huge. And huge. The, the, the biggest thing that pissed me off, and this doesn't work, and this is why not everyone comes to our program. I don't want to find out when I buy a car that when I get home to have all the features that, I, that sold me on that car are going to cost me an extra 300 bucks a month. Exactly. Because the original guy sold me a freaking Cadillac. And when I got home, the features that I paid for was a Chevette, you know? And it's like, wait a minute, dude, you told me I could have a fast car. It would look good. The girls would be all over it. And I came home with this. Well, yeah, son, but you got to, you got to, you got to upgrade all these things and you've got to change a lot. Sorry. Did I not say that up front? Yeah. You got a shit ton of work to do. Yes. Oh, okay. If you'd have told me that up front, then I'd had a little bit better understanding before I committed to it. So now that's just the new way people are getting burned. It was calories, fat, carbs, and now it's fake nutrition promises because people are being sold. They're being sold on things that just don't make sense. So our approach is to say, you know what? It's not sexy, but we're going to teach you how. It's not sexy. It takes a while. It takes a while. I know we've done podcasts on this. I can help you lose 40 to 50 pounds in six weeks. I've done it. I've, we've done Multiple it dozens times. and dozens of times, mm-hmm. right? Hundreds of times we've done it. Yes. They all gained it back. Yes. Because they didn't understand, hey, coach, tell me what to eat. Just tell me if I need to eat peanut butter and pizza toast every day, I'll eat peanut butter and toast every day. Well, great. Well, what happens when coach dies? Exactly. What happens when bread runs out or when you get sick of eating it because you don't know shit now about how to fix a meal for your body? Yes. With carbs, protein, and fats, they all need to be there, but in what portions? Exactly. What time of day, based on what activity level, based on, you know, your age. Yes. So the system that we've got, um, and why fit human is going to, it's going to really crush it. I think, um, the end of 2020 and going into 21, um, as soon as people, and I guess an obvious we're, we're drawing the people that are done with that 20, 30, 40 years of up and down, left and right. I don't know what, 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 um, the people that are ready to get off of that train and they're willing to like, look, I don't ever want to tug on a shirt again. Is that possible? Mm -hmm. Look, I'm tired of having fat clothes and skinny clothes in the closet. Is that true? I wear a size 33 inch waist right now. And that's all I've worn for the last 10 years. I know. You know, every pair of jeans in my closet fits. I know. 
unless my legs get bigger. Then, it's, then they don't fit. If I don't it's think a, if it's, it's a lot of, If it's a lot of legs, then my jeans don't fit. We were just talking about your legs this morning. <laughs> Stop it. Um, but If you don't know him, he's got great legs. How about... I can say it. I'm his wife. Stop it. Um, but how about the consistency in what you wear over and over? And this, is a, this is a former fat kid. This is a dude that struggles with sweet cravings. This is a dude that likes alcohol. This is a dude that's heading into low testosterone 50s. I know. I'm a year from 50. Yep. So don't... Don't tell me it's genetics because that's the system that we're using doesn't apply to genetics. Exactly. No, Solely. No. And I think if there's anything I could say is we we have lived through and done every diet on the planet. Back in the Weight Watchers day when my mom did it a thousand years ago, I watched what she did. I followed what she did just yeah. for the fun of it. Like... It was certainly not. My mom is a big diet is like, I'd say it's like the F word, but my mom loves that word. Um, But a diet is not a good word in our house because it was, there was so much attention on it. Um, But she was always open to discussions and stuff. You and I have tried every diet together or separately known to man ever. And what we have found is there are certain foods that work for most people, the combination of how you put those foods together works for most people. You're going, losing weight is the byproduct of it. You are going to feel like a million dollars. Will you be my uh, brochure? For? For the program. I think you're, I think you're a good, uh, a good rep. I don't know. You're a good rep for it. I don't know. That's that's exactly what I was going to say. Well, dang. It's a hundred percent. Look at me. I'm just going to tighten my ponytail and then we'll be good. You nailed it. Exactly. Um, the only other thing that uh, that the program does now, and it takes into consideration, if you, person listening, if you have ever struggled with what to eat, how much to eat, when to eat, proteins, carbs, fats, you know, blah, 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 there's a good chance, and I see this so much, not enough that I can point to it statistically, but I have a lot more people that eat too little than eat too much. Yep. And when you go on uh, daily caloric needs or you're doing, um, oh, crap, what are the, some of the... Um, what are some of the calculations? It's escaping me. Um, there are calculations to configure uh, how much calories you should be eating a day. It's a complete blank. There's like three or four of them. Harris Benedict is one of them. Mm-hmm. So the Harris Benedict mo- mo- method, based on your activity, not active, inactive, moderately active, blah, blah, blah. If I gave somebody those numbers and I said, oh, you're five foot six, you're 215 pounds, you're slightly active, you need to eat 2,200 calories a day. Yeah. Minus 500 to initiate some weight loss. So now you're at 1,700 calories a day. Good luck. Yep. But that person's been eating 800 calories a day for the last two years. Yep. They're going to fail because yes. it's a shit ton of food. Yes. And it's not going to work. So we take that into account as well. And part of the programming and um, design, design part of Fit Humans Shapeshift program, it takes into account your eating history. I love this program so Which much. Which there's nothing else. There is nothing out there that does that. Oh. Nothing it takes into account. So and that's why I'm super excited. Exactly. For it. And the reason why it is so awesome is because even Brian and I being in the exact same business, at the end of the day, our activity level is even different. Okay. So it takes into, it's not just, you know, you're at your desk this many hours a day. It's what does your, you know, what do things like your steps look like and what do you eat? And it factors in so many cool pieces and they come together and are rolled out. I'm going to say epically. And it's based on what you're doing. Yep. 
And that's why the success is there. And your age doesn't matter. Keep in mind, and we're, we're about two minutes longer than what I want it to be. If you've been doing it wrong for an extended period of time, it takes a little while to undo it. Of course it does. Stop, stop looking. This is with tough love. Stop looking for quick fixes because they are what got you to where you are today. They don't exist. They if don't. they did, I'd, I'd have a lot of money. We wouldn't have an overweight problem. <laughs> you, could teach, you could teach your quick weight loss method in health in high school and just say, hey, kids, when you get fat, go to this and you'll always be healthy. If there was such a thing, we'd be teaching it and yes. we'd be doing it and it doesn't work. So, please. And we'd be teaching it from a house in like Jamaica or the Virgin Islands. Damn right. <laughs> All right, this one went long, guys. So we wanted to kind of mostly highlight what Fit Human was about, um, Shapeshift, being a big, being the nutrition part of that program. Um, there's a lot more to a healthy n- nutrition and healthy lifestyle than the word diet. So mm-hmm. we wanted you to kind of break with the idea that you need to diet and that what you're trying to do for your life, it's not short term. It's right. it's a bigger picture thing. And if I took $100,000 of my retirement money, and the guy's like, all right, I can take your hundred grand and I can roll the dice. And in six weeks, you're either going to have everything or nothing. Nobody would go for that. Of course not. Okay. So your health is the same way. If I said, let me, let me put this into something for a year, five years, 10 years. And I can promise you that in 10 years, you're going to be solid. Does that sound good to you? Hells yes. Give yeah. me that every time. Um, but our health is the greatest investment retirement that we have. So you got to start looking at it that way too, that it's a resource like money that you can lose. Absolutely. All right. Heavy topic today. Um, ran long. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for promoting. And those of you that are writing in and giving us um, suggestions on topics, that is awesome. Thank you. I can't you. even tell you. Um, I get so excited. Depending on where you saw this posted, um, comment under it. Uh, email us. Go to fithumanproject.com if you're looking to, uh, I think that right now that's pointing to our low calorie guide, but just drop your name in there. And when you come into our groups, you can just say, hey, I want more information on Blah, blah, blah. Absolutely. All right, y'all. Have a uh, fantabulous day. Yes. All right. Talk to you in the next one. All righty.